Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. So we wondered, when we, when we read that, if Pharaoh said, Okay, he's a great man. He's going to take care of all the food needs in, in Egypt. He's got the Spirit of God, so, so, th- so that's great. And, he, you know, we wondered if he just said, you know, I, I found my man, so Joseph, here you go. Take control. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> I'll be down there in Shark El Sharam or whatever it's called there. And, and, and you run the company, and, and we won't see much of each other because uh, I'm going to spend my time down there on the beach. Everything's under control. That doesn't appear to be the case because in verse 8 here, it says that God made him a father to Pharaoh. So it appears that the relationship between Joseph and Pharaoh was close. It was special where they became close friends, and Joseph became a counselor. To, to Pharaoh. Now, okay, so that's what happened between Pharaoh and Joseph. Now, as soon as Joseph had reconciled with his brothers, he now directs them to go down to this father, and he says, be quick about it, in verse 9. In verse 9, haste ye, go up to my father, say unto him, thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, if tarry not. So, he says, go ahead, go down there and, and be fast. So it, it, it just looks like Joseph seems to know his brothers pretty well. And he knows that they have a tendency to become sidetracked. Not that any of us become sidetracked, but he's what he So he's thinking to himself, you know, I know my brothers. And now they've known that, 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 I, that their brother, that I'm their ruler in Egypt. I can sort of picture them just walking out there and saying all to my servants, hey, I'm his brother. Now you got to do what I tell you to do. And he got a picture of his brother sort of like relaxing, enjoying Egypt and saying, what's the rush? You know, this is more like it. So so Joseph kind of gets really strong with them in verse nine when he says, hasty. In other words, get on the road. Get on with the, get on the road. And he tells them at the end of verse nine, Come down unto me and tarry not. So he, he's afraid also that once they get home with all that Joseph's going to send with them, that they'd say, well, now what's the rush to get back on that, that dusty road and go back down there to Egypt? We've got so much here. Nothing is going to really change. We're here. Joseph is there. No one's going anywhere. Let's just relax. No need to pack up everything and move down there to Egypt. And, and, and so this is what Joseph is afraid of. So he's strongly exhorting his brothers to get home fast and come back fast with everyone. And so Joseph now 
He tells him, when you go home, I've got a special message for dad. I've got a special message for, for, for our father. And, and a special message starts off in verse nine with the words, thus saith thy son Joseph. Now you can think how those words must have sounded to Jacob. Thus saith thy son Joseph. What is this, a voice from the dead? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, this has got to be, it's been over 10 years. He's thought that Joseph is dead, and all of a sudden he gets these words, thus saith thy son Joseph. I mean, as later he would say, he talked about this in uh, Genesis 48.11, Genesis 48.11, where it says, Israel said unto Joseph, I had thought to not see thy face. I had not thought to see thy face. And so this is what Jacob was thinking. I had not thought to see thy face. He's going to hear the words, thus saith thy son Joseph. So he, he, because he was convinced that his son said murder Joseph. He just, he, he, that's what he thought. And, and, and it's just like the disciples when they heard from the Lord Jesus, just like the disciples. And he said in Revelation 1, 8, 18, run it, Revelation 1, 18, the Lord Jesus said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore and, and have the keys of hell and death. So as far as Jacob was concerned, Joseph was dead. But now he hears, thus saith thy son Joseph. And the first message that Joseph wants to send to his father is that, in verse 9, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. So before any other message, this is what he wants to tell him. This is the most important message that Joseph made to make sure that his father Jacob heard, that Joseph was Lord of all Egypt. He was Lord of all Egypt. So Jacob, it, it, Jacob has been, is, been filled with this fear. What happened to my son? What happened to Joseph? I mean, that's what's been going through his mind. And, and, and this would be the message that would bring to Jacob the greatest peace, the greatest assurance, the greatest joy, this message that Joseph is Lord of all Egypt. And, and that's why Joseph put such a high priority on this message that had to be the first words that Jacob hears. Joseph is Lord of all of Egypt. Now, that's an illustration for us of the most important message that we can hear before anything else that Jacob must hear that the Lord, that, that, that Jacob must hear that Joseph is Lord of all Egypt. We must hear that the Lord Jesus is Lord of all. We've got to hear that. And that's why, that's why as a rule, that's why as a rule, you know, I don't call the Lord Jesus. I don't, I don't call him Jesus. I don't call him Jesus Christ. I don't call him Christ as a rule. But I always say, I always call him the Lord Jesus Christ, to put emphasis on this message in verse 9 on our heavenly Joseph, as Joseph put in verse 9, God hath made me ruler, or Lord of all Egypt. Now, when Joseph sends this message back to Jacob in verse 9, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt, we could ask the question, what did he mean that God made Joseph ruler of all Egypt. I mean, was Joseph just in charge of just agriculture and food? Was he just the minister of agriculture there? I mean, how far did his authority extend? And the answer to that was what? 
entire Egypt. His authority extended as far as Pharaoh said in Genesis 41, 44, Genesis 41, 44, where Pharaoh put it this way. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, without thee shall no man lift his foot or his hand. No man shall lift his hand or his foot in all the land of Egypt. So Joseph's authority extended as far as as that no man could lift up his hand or his foot without Joseph's permission. In other words, when Joseph was lord of all, over all Egypt, he was over all aspects of life in Egypt. He was the supreme ruler over Egypt. He was the supreme commander-in-chief over the forces in Egypt. He was a supreme legislator in Egypt. And that was the message that Joseph wanted his father to hear. Now, that's the same message that the Lord Jesus Christ wants for us to hear when he said in Matthew eleven twenty-seven, 27, Matthew eleven twenty-seven, when he said to us, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. No man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. He said it it again in John 3.35, John 3.35, the Father loveth the Son and hath delivered all things into his hand. All things into his hand. Now, in those verses, those verses, Matthew 11.27 and John 3.35, the Lord Jesus is referring to all things. All things. Now, the question is, what does that include? In other words, what, when he says all things are delivered into his hands, what does that include? What would you say? What does that include? I know, and don't say all things, because that's, that's what I said. <laughs> what does that include when it says all things? What does the all things include? What are some things that come to mind? Okay, salvation. What else? Power. What else? Judgment. Okay. What else? Death, power over death, have the keys of death and hell. Okay, good. Creation. Creation. Okay. Let's start with creation. Creation. Very clear statement in John 1.3. John 1.3. All things were made by him. All things were made by him, John 1.3. Just in case there's any doubt about what that means... There's a second statement that comes right after it. You know what it is? Is it all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. It's like it's like the Bible is saying, you got it? <laughs> all things were made by him. Now let me just clarify it. There was not anything made that was made that was not not and without him was not anything made that was made. All right. Now, <clears throat> very clear. So it's one thing to say to the Lord, you're my savior. It's totally different to say to the Lord Jesus, you made me. You made me. Evolutionists are are typically not passive about their theory of evolution. Usually, you know, in a theory, you just say, well, it's a theory, not a fact. It's a theory, theory of evolution. So why be so passionate about this, about their refusal to consider an alternative theory, the theory of creation. 
The reason goes beyond an explanation of origins. This is not really about an explanation of origins. The reason that, that, that is because that to, to adhere to evolution uh, avoids a person saying those words, you made me, you made me. You know, next Saturday, we're going to have the museum day. We're going to have the creation day uh, at the uh, Creation Earth History Museum in Santee, where we'll have maybe between, typically between four and 5,000 people. And we uh, also have oftentimes had protesters out front. Protesters. Now, the question is, if this is just about opposing theories of evolution, not evolution, opposing theories of origins, what's all the big hubbub? Where is, why is there all the passion? Because creation is part of the all things that have been delivered into his hand, and that's the issue. For example, it's the other things also beyond creation. It's the, as was mentioned, all power. All power has been delivered into his hand. When the Lord Jesus said this in, uh, in the Great Commission, in Matthew 28, 18, 28, 18, he said, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power, not just power over heaven, I mean earth, but power over heaven. That's about it. That's about it. There's heaven, there's earth. I don't know of anything in between. <laughs> That's the universe. And, the, and then the all things extends to all rulership. All rulership, when he said, when it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 27, 1 Corinthians 15, 27, he hath put all things under his feet. All things under his feet. It says that it goes on and says in 1 Peter 3, 22, 1 Peter 3, 22, he's gone into heaven, he's on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him, subject unto him. This was the great cry of the seventh angel, in Revelation 11.15, Revelation 11.15, where it says the seventh angel sounded, great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That means that just like Joseph used his power in Egypt to be ruler over all Egypt, as it says in, in verse 8 here of Genesis 45, verse 8, so now it was not you that sent me hither, but God, he hath made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of all of his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. And then the all, all things that were delivered to his hands includes the all preeminence, all preeminence. He's first, as it says in Colossians 1.18, Colossians 1.18. He's the head of the body, the church, in the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence the first place, the real Ichiban. He is the number one, right? And just as Joseph had all honor in Egypt to extend, as he traveled throughout all of Egypt, he had all this honor because Pharaoh said in, in Genesis 41, 43, 41, 43, he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee, and made him ruler of all the land of Egypt. Every knee had to bow in Egypt when Joseph came. That's the way it is. That's the, that, that's the, that's the extending to all honor. All honor, as it says in Philippians 2.9. Philippians 2.9 says, 
Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And then the all things that were been delivered to the Lord Jesus Christ include, as we have said, as has been mentioned, all judgment. All judgment. John 5.22, John 5.22. The Lord, the Father, judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. That's, that's the issue with the evolutionist. That's the passing instant. If he made me, he'll judge me. That's how it goes down, the progression. If he made me, he'll judge me. But thank God, it doesn't stop there, as has been mentioned. Also, all salvation, all things, is part of the all things that extend to him. In Acts 4.12, Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under, uh, there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is the great hope. It's just, thank God it doesn't stop with the judgment, but the great hope is he's not only the only judge, he's the only savior. And thank God that all things also extends to all life, all life. John 5.21, John 5.21, as the father raises up the son and quickeneth, means make alive, quickeneth them. Even so, the son quickeneth, makes alive whom he will. We're all, we're all born dead. We're all born dead. We have the disease of sin, spiritual death. We all confirm our spiritual death. We all confirm our sinful state by the progression of sins that comes out in our lives. It's bad. And the Lord Jesus gives life, and that's part of the all things that have been given to him. And we know that real, what real life is. Real life, as he described it, in John 17, 3, John 17, 3, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. For he said it, says it again in 1 John 5, 11, 1 John 5, 11, this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Couldn't get simpler than that. And that's the part of the all things also, that, 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 that he is the only spiritual life. And the life is, comes by knowing him. And to know him is not through human study. You don't come to know him through a human study. We come to know him by a divine revelation. It's revealed. And that's part of the all things. The revelation, as it says in Luke 10.22, Luke 10.22, all things are delivered to me and my Father. No man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. He alone is the only revealer of who he is and who God the Father is. And it's that knowledge of, uh, that brings eternal life and that knowledge only comes by revelation, and he's the only revealer. He's the only revealer. There's no other God, there's no other revealer of God except the Lord Jesus Christ. I just came back, as you know, I just came back from Japan when I was at a business dinner meeting, business dinner meeting, and, th- and this one night was uh, Thursday night, 
and it was Thursday night at this dinner, this dinner meeting where I was told by a businessman in Japan, we have eight million gods here in Japan. Eight million gods. <laughs> eight million gods. I said, have you got a list of them? <laughs> you got them in a book or something? Where is the eight names of the eight million gods? Not one of those gods is the Lord Jesus Christ. Not one. Only the Lord Jesus Christ has all things delivered to him. No one else. No other one. None of the eight million gods has all things delivered to him. All creation, all power, all rulership, all preeminence, all honor, all judgment, all salvation, all life, all revelation delivered into his hand. That's what's illustrated in what Joseph says in verse 9, God hath made me ruler of all Egypt. Now, Joseph then goes on, and he says what his real desire is. He's revealing his real heart here. And he says in verse 9, Haste ye, go up to my father, say unto him, Thou thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me ruler over all Egypt. Come down unto me, he says. Come down unto me, tarry not. Now, he emphasizes this, this, this reason for them to come down to Egypt, come down unto me. In the next verse, when he says in verse 10, verse 10, thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy son, thy children, thy children, thy children's children, thy flocks, thy herds, all that thou hast. So these statements, come down unto me, thou shalt be near unto me. It's clear that Joseph wants his family to be near him. He wanted them to be near to him so that he could nourish them in verse 11. There will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that hast come to poverty. He said, come down to me. For He says, come down unto me so I can nourish you. He didn't say, you know, come come over here for a visit and then go home, you know, and and I'll send you home. And, And then you just continue to live where you've lived and you just continue to live in the home, your familiar home. You just continue to live in the country where you're familiar with. Just continue to live among the people that you've known. Don't bother moving to, into Egypt. Just continue to stay where you are, and I'll send you everything you need, and I'll come for a visit once in a while, and you come for a visit once in a while, just like people who are separated from coast to coast, and they get together during Thanksgiving. That's not what he was saying. What he was saying was he's saying, Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. Leave the house you've lived in. Leave the country you're familiar with. Leave your friends that you've known. Forsake it all for one attraction, one reason. He's asking his father to leave everything, to come to a foreign country, to be among people he hasn't known, a tremendous sacrifice, tremendous sacrifice, and they're all to do it for one attraction, one attraction only. And that attraction is in verse 10, thou shalt be near unto me. Thou shalt be near unto me. I mean, Jacob is old. And you know, you, you know what happens when we get old? <laughs> we like the familiar. We like the well-known. We like the predictable. You know, we were young and we did all the adventure, but now that's all gone now. Now we're old. And especially when we're old, we don't like changes. We don't like unknown. We don't like unpredictable. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. 
Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711-330, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Do you have fatigue or trouble getting out of bed or just getting through the day? Are you so tired you can't focus? Do you feel like your life is drained away? Do you have fibromyalgia headaches? I have good news for you. Our doctors at Scanabody's Imaging and Therapy can give you cellular ozone therapy. Why not get your energy back now by calling us at 1-888-529-9016 or visit us at treatmyfatigue.com. 